0: let's take our Bibles together and I want to read from John chapter 11 John chapter 11 I read from verse 1 The Bible says, now a certain man was sick, and they gave his name as Lazarus. He came from Bethany, which was the town of Mary and his sister Martha. And the Bible goes on in verse 2 to describe that Mary. That it was that Mary that anointed the Lord with ointment, and she wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. And therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, him who thou lovest is what is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man might be glorified. Let me stop there. We'll be reading other verses as we go along. The Bible says, after they sent what we will call an SOS. What we don't know here is who was he talking to? Was he giving the response to the people that came? Or was he talking to his disciples? The Bible does not tell us. We can assume that knowing the sensitivity of the situation that Jesus probably told them something so that they can be on their way. Then it took time to explain to his disciples that by the way, Lazarus is not going to die. I get the impression, knowing Jesus Christ very well, he probably told them, be going, I'm coming. Now somebody can say, well, he wasn't coming. Well, if if I say be going, I'm coming, how do you know if I'm coming in two days? How do you know if I'm coming in three days? I have not told you any lie. All I've told you is that I am coming. And so they went to Jesus here. Remember it was the two sisters that sent to him. And the Bible characterizes that it was the one that he loved. And suddenly you then understand... That for some reason, whatever he was doing seemed important enough that he wanted to finish that before going there. And then the Bible says, he said, <laughs> that the sickness is not unto death, but that God will be what? Glorified. I've often wondered, that is it that God wants his children to suffer under the bound of sickness so that he will then take glory for my suffering but you see one of the things i have realized over the, over the ages is that when you speak one language the way you make up your words different differ from the people that speak another language are we together and so when jesus says the sickness is not unto death he's telling them that it is not yet Lazarus' time to die. He said, but for your information, because if you read him between the lines, he's saying, for your information, this particular case it will look like to you that he has died. Are we together? Then he said, but that God, meaning that there is a timing. That God is going to allow so that God will then take the glory for the happening. He told Mary, or was it matter? He said, In a way, he said, For your sake, no, it was his disciple said for your sake. I'm happy that I wasn't even there. Because if he was there, then they will have said, Oh, it is because he was there. But also, the sisters knew one thing, and that was that Jesus did not need to come. All he needed to do what? Was to speak. For some reason he refused to speak. For some reason he decided, this one I'm going to come. But then in the process, things get worse. So here's the question. When God speaks to you and things start getting worse, do you lose hope? Does it happen? Yeah. Oh, recently I was reading. The Bible says that they called David and then they anointed him. If I go back, I think it was two weeks ago or so, I was talking about that story. Where the Bible says that anybody that kills this Goliath, remember the three things. Great riches, the daughter, and then you don't pay tax. Do you know that Saul never, never fulfilled any of them? He didn't. In fact, at one point, the daughter he was supposed to give him, the Bible says, <laughs> after some time he reconsidered and said, it is better I give this daughter to somebody else, just to let David know that I don't like him. Unfortunately for Saul, his own daughter, another one, then loved David. Now, I don't know, but in that generation, if your daughter loves a man, It is difficult to tell your daughter that you can't marry that man. Right? Now, when we come back, David then is anointed to be what? King. I was reading later. The Bible says it was the people in debt that followed him. Meanwhile, David himself, theoretically, he had great riches. Because Saul owed him great riches, right? But he had no access to the riches. So, I was telling my wife, I said, this is a case of like get like. David has money that he has no access to. So, everybody in debt, I, they were able to identify with him. is like us. Amen? Amen? Have you ever seen people living in the place where there's plenty, but yet they are living with nothing? The other one was this. The Bible says that people that were distressed was David running the way because he was happy? So a distressed man is attracting distressed people. Be careful what you are not is carrying. <laughs> because what you are not in that that is what you have. Now, let me go back to the story. And so Jesus tells them, don't worry your brother will not die. Now this morning I want us to look at one part of that story and that is when people around you are in trouble, what is your attitude towards them? How do you see people that are sick? You think it's because they, they have some big sin? No. It is not every sickness that is caused by sin. How do you react to people that have problems in their marriage? You think it's because you know how to do it better or because your husband or wife is better? No. Mary and Martha, they are known in that in community. The Bible says it's the city of Mary, meaning that she was popular. Are we together? Suddenly, the brother becomes sick. Now, this sickness, for your information, was an acute sickness. It wasn't a sickness of six months. When you read down further in the story, the Bible says, for Bethany was near unto where Jesus was, right? And the Bible says it was 15 furlongs. If you put it in your Google, 15 furlongs is only three kilometers. The only thing we don't know Is what was the terrain? Maybe that 15, maybe that three kilometers took them three hours. We don't know. So when they told him, it wasn't as if it was very far away, it was actually near. But he decided that no, I am going to wait, and the principle that I'm going to live now will last for eternity. And I'll tell you some parts of the principle most of us believe that when people have problems that it is only god that helps them brother this is not in that story it got to a point that the what the people did was more than what jesus did but jesus was the one that kickstarted started are we together because whenever we're reading the story we are always thinking about oh mary we are thinking about matter but the bible says that there were some jews there Brethren, it is not everybody that is in your house that is happy with you. That's the truth. (laughs) Why did I go there now? Uh. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Jesus then God will make your enemy do what they don't want to do When Jesus got to the place The Bible says The sister told him He said by now He's smiling He said because of that we have put him inside the tomb And we have covered his shame With the stone Now guess what Do you think it was Mary and matter that rolled the stone No Who rolled the stone The Jews They were happy. His friend has died. They were happy. Even him, he couldn't arrive early enough to help his friend. They were happy. We that are not his friends, we are better than the one that has died. So Jesus gets there. And this is the part that I want us to go to. Let's read verse 38. Verse 38. It says, Jesus therefore again, groaning in himself, came to the grave. And it was what? A cave. And what? A stone lay upon it. And then Jesus said, Let's read it together. Take away the stone. Continue, yep. Okay, continue. Yeah, and the next one. Okay, let's stop there. So Jesus says... Even though they have put a finality to it. Even though Lazarus. (laughs) You know why you read Wikipedia? Those people are efficient. Long ago, somebody called me. He said, Ah, have you heard the news? I said, What do you mean, which news? He said, My Miles Moreau just died. I said, how did you... I said, because you remember we were supposed to go to Bahamas tomorrow. I said, I'm just packing my bag. I said, how will I know? He said, check Wikipedia. I'm talking about many years ago. Very quickly, they are changing that miles more was, Within two hours of the death. And I thought to myself, just like that. For Lazarus, he had become a worse just like either you like it or not to some people yeah it was to some people they've looked at you and said that blessing is a thing of the past they've seen where you are they see where you are now they believe that you can't rise again are we together yeah. when you throw a stone in jewish culture is a sign of finality because they believe that after three days the spirit of the dead person eventually goes to rest within three days the spirit roams around so by the time they put a stone it means that there's no hope thank god for jesus brother jesus will arrive at your sin when he came he said roll away the stone and i tried to find out the bible doesn't tell us and i wasn't happy the bible didn't tell us I wanted to find out who were those that rolled away the stone. Was it not the same people that put the stone there? Brother, every stone of our friends that the enemy put in front of you by themselves, they rolled it away. But then, when you're reading that, then you ask yourself, All those same people, yes, they were crying. Yes, they were there. What was their attitude towards Mary and Martha? But it takes only the grace of God. Because even me, if I know that you are the friend of Jesus, and that he comes to eat in your house, he doesn't come to eat in my house. And I know that occasionally evil sleeps over your house. And then finally I hear that some evil has befallen you it will take the special anointing not to say it's good for you (laughs) do you understand what i'm saying you'll be pretending i say you don't think like that (laughs) amen Amen. and then you'll be saying god forgive me and then you'll tell somebody (laughs) that ah i thought he was a friend of jesus he must have been pretending all along i don't know how jesus never found that that man was a how did you know he was a pretender so, Jesus looks at the grave. The grave is probably smelling. But then there's a way God helps you to cover your shame. Amen. When that stone is there, nobody can smell anything. It is contained. So, Jesus says, roll away the stone. I can imagine some of them dashing away so that the smell won't kill them. Jesus lifts up his voice, looks at the tomb. Have you not noticed, and I want you to write this down. Jesus never said, Lazarus rise from the dead. No. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means as far as the resurrection and the life had come, life had entered that man. Are we together? And when the life had entered him, he was just waiting to be called. Because when the power of Christ is there, the Bible says that the power of the Bible says and the anointing, the power of Christ, of God, was there to what? To heal. So I can imagine Lazarus waiting behind, maybe hearing some of the things that they are saying. Finally, Jesus Christ says, Father, I thank you because you have heard me. What was the prayer that you will snatch him from the mount of death? That prayer was in secret. And so he shouts, Lazarus, come forth. But then a dead man doesn't hear when you call. He doesn't. Even though if they give you a relative anesthesia, if you call, you just call for nothing they don't hear. It tells me that Lazarus had received the power of resurrection. It tells me that Lazarus was just waiting to shame his enemies. It tells me that Lazarus was there. And then Jesus Christ says, come forth. Now, let me dive into another part of it for you so that you understand the story. I think it was in John chapter 19. The Bible talks about when Jesus died. Let's read it because I know most of you won't go back home and read it. John chapter 19. Yep, John chapter 19, verse 38. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea. Being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him what? Permission. Permission. He came therefore and took the body. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of man and aloes. About what? A hundred pound weight. You know what it means? It means that by the time they finished embalming the body of Jesus Christ, it was about 100 pounds heavier. Because they had put all those things there. 100 pound weight cannot disappear. So if you are using a 100 pound weight of mire and whatever to embalm somebody, it means that those things are added to his weight. Let's go back to Lazarus. When Lazarus was buried, if that was the custom, what do you think they will have done? They will have been embalmed. If you've ever seen a body embalmed, what they do is that they separate every single part. They embalm the finger. It has its own, it has its own embalming. They embalm the other finger and they do it in such a way, I mean you see what you, <coughs> some of you have seen what we call the Egyptian mummies, right? They embalm them in such a way that even their faces are embalmed. So Lazarus is coming out. He has never weighed 100 pounds more. And so it's difficult for him to walk. Remember what David told Saul. He said, I have not tried your weapons. They are heavy for me. So that is why when Lazarus got out, what did Jesus say? He said, I lose him. Let him shed his weight. Brethren, when people have problems, your duty is not to add to their weight. What is your duty? To relieve the weight. Are we together? I have heard all sorts of stories. If you go and read the book of Job, Job had a sickness. Did the friends add or subtract from his weight? They added. Maybe it's because you sinned. Maybe it's because you are serving your punishment. The man is nearly dying. Even if he's having his punishment, tell him something good so that he can be happy to go wherever he's going. Brother, let's bring it home. Are there people that you need to lose? Are there people that are already carrying the bondage and the burden of sin that are close to you? Are there people? That even though Christ has redeemed them, you still have them bound. I was asking myself, why didn't Jesus just say, all these things just fall down? Just leave him. He could have said that. But he wanted to make sure that the people that put the burden there, remove the burden. Brother, maybe, maybe you need to approach somebody. Somebody that unknowingly to you, in the time of ignorance, you have added to their burden. Are we together? That's why I say, when I read some of these passages, sometimes I'm asking myself, what else does he want us to learn? He could have just said, go your way. Lazarus is well. But God doesn't do anything without a point in it. And the point is that when somebody comes to you, when somebody comes to your church, when somebody comes to your home, they're already carrying enough baggage. Help them to bring it down. Are we together? He said, Lazarus, come forth. He has done his part. When Lazarus came forth, the next part was for the people to do. Then the last part was for Lazarus. He said, lose him and let him go. It is is possible to be loosed and not going. In fact, I have seen, if you see a dog, that has been in a cage for long because of a chain. The day you remove that chain, even when you open the door, that door continues to be in the cake. It's used to being there. Brethren, don't get used to bad things. Don't get used to bondage. Don't get used to where God did not put you. Once you are loosed, what do you need to do? To Go. When the children of Israel stopped being slaves, did they go or not? They went. When uh, when Saul of Tarsus, when he stopped being who he used to be, did he go or not? He did. I have realized that the Bible says he sent forth his word and he did what? He delivered them. But then have you now also realized that even though people are delivered, it is not an automatic thing. Because they are delivered let me use let me use smoking. Me, I've never smoked except when I was about seven years old. <laughs> and uh, thank God for cough. Because when you are seven years old and you see a man, he drops his cigarettes. And you look left, you look right, there's nobody watching, and you quickly take the thing, and then you and then you're coughing for the next little while, and when you get to them, they say, Why are you coughing? You say, no, I, something is on my throat. Then you know that this thing can kill you. So I've never really smoked, so I really don't know what it means to get you hooked on a cigarette. Let me tell you the truth. You can pray and deliver people that have problems of freedom to tomorrow. Until they go. Until they make certain decisions. Until they do certain other things. They are not completely delivered. You cannot tell me that you are delivered from the spirit of fornication. And yet you are driving past where you used to fornicate all the time. It's, I'm just testing my power. I'm just showing that God has delivered me. Eh? Is that what the Bible says you should do? There's a reason the Bible says you flee. The Bible did not say you should flee so that you will not be a champion. The Bible says you should flee because there's a time to run and there's a time to fight. If you are fighting when God has not told you to fight, you're on your own. Are we together? So whenever you look at this story, always ask yourself, that next person to me that is struggling with an addiction, what should be my attitude towards them? That person that is struggling with their children, what should be my attitude to them? That person that is struggling with... Emotional problems. What should be my attitude to them? Do you know that without saying a lot, you add to people's problems. Oh yeah, I know what it is like. You enter a place, everybody's talking, everybody's happy. The minute you enter, everybody's sad. So you are the agent of sadness. It is because... (laughs) a lot of times they are either talking about things that they know you would not subscribe to, or for all you care. Let me give you an example. You know, things happen sometimes that I, I wonder. I was walking in a place, and we were, I was doing my work, and people were talking. Four people were talking. I won't tell if they are males or females or otherwise, but four people were talking. And as they were talking, I could hear that they were all talking about somebody else, four of them. That was earlier on in my career. I was only 20-something. And suddenly something happened and one of them had to leave. Right? Immediately that one left, the discussion changed. And they began to talk about the one that left. I was young then and I thought to myself, what my mother used to tell me is true that this word is hard. I we together. And one of them was saying it there that I did not know that that person was like that. Meaning that now you are putting the weight that that person did not have before. You are putting it on them. But then, your duty is to be a deliverer. Your duty is not to put anybody in bondage. This morning, I know there are people in different categories. There are people that have been liberated and are still waiting to be liberated. But God only liberates once. Are we together? There are people that have been healed and yet they are still waiting to be healed. There are people that have been set free from certain things, but they are still waiting for God to do it again. Like I always tell my wife, God doesn't do the same thing twice. If God says you are healed, He has moved on to the next thing. We will stand on our feet this morning, brethren. We want to pray. And our prayer is very simple. Maybe you don't even realize you have been delivered and so you are still waiting. The Bible says, lose him and let him go. Maybe you should have gone farther than where you are now. But because you did not realize, you are still on one spot. Maybe you are the stumbling block to somebody's progress. You want to pray that Father from today I will not be a stumbling block to anybody's progress. Maybe the way you look at people that have challenges is enough for them to carry that extra burden and believe that it can never be better. I want you to think, I want you to talk to God. That first and foremost, that the Lord Himself will deliver you. I want you to talk to God that the Lord himself that he will bring you through. I want you to talk to God this morning, brethren. That every area of your life where you have been delivered that the spirit of God will give you the direction on how to move forward. You have been praying, you have been praying that you want to be delivered from procrastination. The Lord has delivered you from procrastination. Now begin to show it. You have been praying, you have been praying that God will deliver you from disorganization. God is saying that yes, I have delivered you. What are you doing with it? You have been praying and praying that God will deliver you from a sickness of the body or a sickness of the mind. Jesus Christ told Lazarus, said Lazarus, come forth death and sickness no longer have power over you brethren when god has delivered you you come forth when god has delivered you you no longer behave like the people that still have the problem when god has delivered you you change camps you change direction when god has delivered you the way you look at yourself changes i want you to talk to god that lord help me to see myself differently Help me, Lord, that I will see myself differently. Pray that every stone of finality that is rolled against you, every stone that the enemy has rolled against you, Every stone that well-wishers have rolled against you. Every stone that you have allowed people to roll against you in ignorance. Pray that today they will begin to give way. Brethren, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice this morning. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. After all, Jesus Christ said, you are no longer servants, but now you are friends. Brethren, as a friend of God, God will never allow you to suffer. As a friend of God, God will always take the glory. Pray that God will take the glory in your life. Pray that God will take the glory in your circumstances, in your family. Pray that God will take the glory over your children. Oh, brethren, lift up your voice and pray. That God will take the glory over the work of your hands. Pray that your emotions will not be taken captive by fear. Pray that the Lord God Almighty that brings joy. The Bible says that though weeping may endure for a night, but that joy comes in the morning. Pray that your night will not last long. Oh brethren, pray that that your morning will alight, that your morning will come. Pray that the sun will shine over you. Pray that, that's, that life will come into you afresh. Let's lift up our voice as we pray this morning that the power of god that raised that raised not only jesus from dead but also raised lazarus that that power will turn around circumstances in your life is there anything that men have said is dead within you brethren speak forth unto it to come alive whatever it is that men says is dead within you. You can speak to it right now. Is it your brain? They think you cannot learn again. Say God, my brain is coming alive again. Yes, my brain is coming alive again. My brain is coming alive again. Oh, is it your finances that men have given up on thinking you can never bounce back? They no, my finances are coming alive again. Is it your ministry? Pray that my ministry is coming alive again. Speak with authority and begin to command those things. The Bible says commanding, speaking, calling those things that are not as if they were. You have one minute to do that very quickly before we round up. One minute, one minute, one minute, begin to call those things that are not. Those things that you are still believing God for 2022, begin to call them, begin to call them and say, Lord, I call forth in the name of Jesus. I call forth begin to mention those things.